everyone. It's Your Natural Dog with Angela Ardolino, and my guests today are two guests in one, and they're some of my favorite people in the world. I met them about, gosh, two or three years ago at Super Zoo, which is a huge event, that a pet event that comes uh, to Las Vegas every year, and they live in Las Vegas, and they always throw this big party for all the natural and holistic people who come to the show, and that's where I met them, and... I mean, they are the coolest, they are the greatest, and my specialty, as you know, is dogs and farm animals and just about every animal except for cats. And these are my cat experts, and what's great is that they believe in natural healing and taking care of the uh, immune system and the gut microbiome, just like I do, except for cats. So anytime I need any advice or don't know what to do, or I have somebody who comes to me looking for holistic cat health, these are my number one and two that I go to. So I'm going to have them on so many times because they're just filled with so much information. So I hope you enjoy the show. Jay and Adrian from the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. And we're back with my two favorite crazy cat ladies. Hello. Hello. Oh God, so Thank you so much you. for having us. It's so good to see your smiling face. Yours too. I love how much we have in common, but it's over, you know, I'm the dog lady, farm animals. I know very little about cats, except that I think they're great. I love all animals. And I love that you guys are the natural cat people, that every time I have any cat issue or want to know anything, I can just call you up or text you or whatever. And I want to thank you for being that person, those persons. Persons. If you guys don't know who these ladies are, you better, because they're the best. I talk about them all the time. I forgot to tell you, like, I steal your tips and talk about you on the podcast all the time. Oh, and I'm good. like, I need to send you a link. Say, hey, I, I talked about you again, kind of thing. But anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for being on. And I love talking natural cat health with you guys. I, I think it's funny because when I started my journey with CBD, the reason that I have, you know, my own line of stuff is because I couldn't find anything out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to assume that you guys started going through the same thing where you were looking for things for your cats, couldn't find them. If you did find them, the research, the vetting, the everything that you had to do, I know all about because that's what I do on a daily basis for my store. Uh, just the fact that there's nothing worse, and you could tell me if you've gone through this, where you're like, this food, this supplement, blah, 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 and then the company gets sold and you can go, never mind, don't do that food or that supplement anymore. They've been bought by this person and now they've changed everything. Now we're going over to this one. Is that kind of like the same thing happened to you guys? I'm telling you, it still happens all the time. I mean, the list of what, you know, when we recommend, say, a food, we recommend a food and it is like, oh, well, we have, you know, you could try this food or this food or this food or this food. And then the next time around, we're, it's like, okay, well, we can't, we can't recommend that one anymore because they sold to, you know, China. And then we can't recommend this one anymore because they have changed their sourcing. And it's like keeping up with that is, uh, is a whole, like a full-time job, you know, because everybody is, you know, unfortunately not everybody, there are still great companies out there, but they are changing a lot. But a lot of them, I mean, you know, I think we talked about this once before, just how when something good and natural and amazing really starts hitting the market, then it's like, oh, someone's got to scoop them up. And it, it's really disappointing. It's, it's, it's kind of frustrating. Um, and especially as it comes to our cats, because there's so little out there to begin just specifically with. for them. So like you mentioned, you know, we are 
doing what we're doing and who we are because there we really did experience that void of products and perspectives that were only about cats. It's always about pets. But then when you look at it, it's like uh, for dogs and cats, but it's really something made for dogs or it's information that's more pertinent for dogs. And then it's like, well, how does this translate for my cat. So, yeah. uh, in fact, I would say pet is one of our pet peeves. <laughs> the, really, honestly, because it was, it's like, I mean, even the, you'll say pet grooming and you call them and you're like, hey, do you do you groom cats too? No, just dogs. Why do you say pet? Why don't exactly. you say dog grooming? You know, just like, so that you know, we groom rabbits, ferrets, pigs, dogs, cats at my shop. We do them all. How do you groom a pig? Oh, that's my favorite, the easiest. I'm like, this is easy. Really? I'll do it. I added many pigs on there. I'm like, if you don't want to do their hooves and their, uh, give them a bath and make them smell pretty, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm trying to baby. think of the strangest thing. We actually had a woman who moved next to one of our shops because she has an Angora bunny that, like, every three months we have to shave him down because his hair just grows and grows and grows. So, yeah, we do it all. But it's true. And I just looked up a statistic of how many people who own dogs also have cats. So what I think that people think cats are independent. They clean themselves. They feed themselves. You don't have to worry about them. You can just leave town, put their food down, and, and not. So, but that's not the case. They need just no. as much as dogs and, and our many pigs do. Why do you think this? Because of their personalities? So they're being so stoic and independent? I think that's part of it, but that's also kind of a pet peeve. I remember asking somebody once, do you have any pets? And they said, well, not yet. Well, actually, I have a cat. And I was like, what? And they, and they said, basically, well, I'm thinking about getting a dog, but I wanted to get a cat to see if I could keep it alive. Get a f***ing plant. You don't get a cat. <laughs> right? Because it's like, um, you know, if you were to get a bunny or a parrot or a gerbil, you'd be getting the book on what does a gerbil need? What kind of bedding? What kind of food? The same... It, when you get a cat, you think, oh, it's kind of like a little dog. Cats are not little dogs. No. And it is not, and I do think part of the stereotype of cats being stoic or independent plays into that kind of feeling that you don't have to do anything, just see if you can keep it alive, throw out some food or water, whatever, and they just take care of themselves. But that is something that's heart-wrenching to me because cats are so sensitive. They're so intuitive. You know, there's even studies that show that their emotional cortex is even more similar to humans than even a dog's is. And wow. yet, because they don't have the muscle structure to have facial expressions, people think that they're just, you know, always in a bad mood or don't care right. or whatever it may be. And that's something that is... Uh, I just thought piece. of something yeah. super juicy that we could talk about that's pissing what? me off. Putting your cats outside. Stop uh, putting your cats out. Now, I'm talking about letting them out the front door. You got a backyard and they're secure and everything's good. By all means, let them have that outdoor time. But for instance, my neighbor, who I know doesn't listen to my show, <laughs> has decided to become a farmer and get cattle and donkeys and chickens. And I've already rescued chickens and baby cows. And now his new thing is he wants barn cats. He doesn't even have a barn. He has a shelter. So he went and got kittens. Oh. oh. And is letting them, like, created them and now is now lets them out to roam. We've got coyotes, foxes, cougars. I mean, so I think people think, A, we all know the statistic of the animal that kills the most birds are domestic cats. Yes. And also, 
it is not safe for your domestic cat to be outside on its own like that. I love that people are like, oh, what? oh, he just goes out at night and he comes back in the morning. So, so going outside, I think, is a very healthy thing for cats. I think they need to be able to put their paws to the earth. And I think, you know, the stimulation, the mental stimulation is very important for, for our cats. But if it is done unsupervised where you just let your cat run, if they're not on a leash or in a catio or on a screened-in porch or something like that, then or in a, you know, a backyard where they're, they're protected and safe, then um, the statistics show that cats that live outdoors or go inside outside live three to seven years, whereas inside it's 15 plus years. Wow. So, yeah, so it's just kind of like where, what do you see your cat as? Do you see your cat as a pet? Do you see a cat, your cat as a family member? Because if you do, then you probably want them to live longer than three years, you know? And if so, then we, we just have to get the education out there that cats aren't made to live. Well, they are made to live outdoors, but they're not, you know, they're not going to live a long life um, if they are outside. Right. And then we have to talk about how to enrich their environment inside so that they can still live the, the life that they are meant to live inside with, uh, you know, not just letting them sleep on the couch all day and be that easy pet that you don't have to do anything with or for. Yeah, if I if I die and come back as a cat, I want to be one of your cats because <laughs> I want to run around on those high shelves and jump from the stair. I mean, it looks like cat paradise in your house. I love it. I love watching the videos. If you guys want to see how cats should live, this is it. It is so much fun. I love watching them. They're a bit spoiled. And that's that's so important of giving them all that stimulation and like tell them some of the things that you guys do. Not not only that you do, but you recommend on a regular basis on all of your platforms. But what are some of the best things that you've discovered and done for your cats to keep them happy and entertained in home inside? I mean, vertical space is, is one of the first things. And I, I have to be honest, this is not something, you know, if you see our videos now with our big super highway and our cat wall and all of that, those are recent additions yeah. to our lives. I've seen that little new cat wheel thing that they're running right. on. Yes. <laughs> it's right. like the hamster wheel but for cats. I know. Spacing. I would never thought they would have done that. Isn't that fantastic? But but giving them a, a little bit of vertical space to where they, like cat trees are great for this as well. We've always had a plethora of cat trees. And you'll notice that some cats love to be up high where others prefer on the ground hidey spots. You know, Dr. Karen Becker was talking about cats. Each cat has their own personality. So true. And some cats prefer to hunt the little uh Mice. Mice. Some cats prefer, as many do, to, to hunt birds. So there's like the ground ones and the aerial ones. So finding out where your cat wants to be is, is huge. And providing that space. One of the things that breaks my heart is people that reach out to us and say, well, how do I get my cats off the counter? I've tried whacking them with a newspaper. I yell at them when it happens. And cats spray them with a water I bottle. spray them with a water bottle. Cats don't understand punishment. What they will understand is that they can't trust you. What they will understand is that you're scaring them. But what they're doing is part of their instinct. They're getting onto the only place that gives them some vertical elevation because none is provided for them. Right. So letting them into our house and giving them a couch to lay on isn't the end of the enrichment process. It's looking at our home from their perspective, from their species, and seeing what we can start doing to incorporate things that are really going to exercise their feline senses and give them a sense of security. Because cats are a little predatory beasties, as Dr. Marcy Kosky always says, but they are also prey, which is why they're way different than dogs. Yeah, that's interesting that you're saying that. Are they the only animal that's like that, like cats? There's got to be a few others in the food chain that are kind of... That's kind of crazy when you think about it. 
because I when I remember when I was learning, you know, horses are prey and this is why they eat this way or do this. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I never thought of it. So that is very interesting that they're operating on both. It's actually a good question. Because I really think of what other cat, you know, besides cats, animal would be like that. Where's the honey badger at? Because yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what I was thinking, like snakes. But it's special. It's special. It is. Yes. It is. And, it, and, it, and their instincts are very unique. So when we can, you know, it's like if you were to get a gerbil, you get a book about it. I really think it's so fascinating. We are still learning. There's so much still to learn about understanding our cats yeah. and realizing just some of those things that really impact their behavior and impact their enrichment uh, are a big deal. So little things like vertical space, understanding that they're crepuscular, they're most, you know, why is my cat always waking me up at 4.30 in the morning? I whacked him with a newspaper. I've sprayed him with a water bottle. It's like, that's because they're a cat. They wake up when the morning birds wake up. If, when your cat wakes you up, you'll probably notice you'll hear a bird or two outside as well. Yeah, my roosters. They're awake. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's their hunting time. Yep. And there are things that we can do to, you know, help them maybe sleep a little longer or put things out there. You're going to give them an, a hunting outlet while we continue to sleep. But those are things that enrich their lives and don't bother us. I think so often we have people come to us, not just with health issues. I mean, more on the behavioral aspect because their cat's doing something they can't stand or that is really disruptive. And the ways that people I think are kind of conditioned to deal with bothersome things are not productive when it comes to uh, our cats. Yeah. Understanding, understanding our cats is, is something that I think is uh, very much overlooked in pet parents that, that have cats, even if they already have dogs and they pay attention, they pay very close attention to their dogs. I can't tell you how many people that we have call us and be like, Oh my gosh, I've never even thought my cat's always eating kibble. I feed my dogs raw, but I had no idea that cats could eat raw too. And it's like, Ding. And cats are obligate carnivores. I know. And so important that they're eating a raw or have that liquid in their diet. I think what you said is like how we think about dogs one way and we think about cats one way. What we also don't think of is how much they are like us. So age, diet, disease, those types of things, just like they affect us, affect our animals. I know before we got on the show, we were talking about dental health on animals and how we completely, so many completely ignore that when, yeah. what would it be like if we didn't brush our teeth ever? Right. And we're not even covered in hair. <laughs> right. And eating random weird things off the ground. You know, it's just. Right. So I think that's a very important to think about that. Think age. Yeah. So uh, that's another thing cats are so good at is hiding how old they are and if there's something wrong. They go hide. If they're scared, they show that different. They're so completely different. And, and that goes back to the predator and the prey thing. By instinct, they are stoic. So they have to, they have to, you know, mask their pain. They mask, they, you know, a dog stubs his toe and he's like, the you know, world uh, knows. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows, everybody knows, but our, but our cats, they could be dying of, you know, kidney disease and, and it's, it's gotta be really bad before you usually see any kind of, any kind of issue because they, they um, instinctively mask that pain. So, you know, there's so many things that we have to do in, in some ways, I feel like cats are much 
uh, harder uh, to care for than than dogs because of that one aspect, right? Because we have to pay attention to them. We have to, we are the ones that have to do it because they're not going to come to us. So we have to make more effort to really care for them and, and pay attention to their, you know, litter box habits and pay attention to what they're eating and pay attention to all of these things where it will end up in a, you know, heartbreak for us and them. So it's kind of the opposite. You have to be more proactive parent with a cat than with a dog. Yeah. Even though it's, we've been, we think it's the opposite because of the way they're acting. I love it. And it's because they're predators. Yes. But they're also prey. And prey. Split personality. They literally have split personalities. It makes so much sense. This is blowing my mind. Sorry. It really is. It's like making so much sense. Just like when they told me about that with the horse and it was about how the horse eats and that people put the food up here, and it's not, they're not supposed to eat up here, they're supposed to be down here where they also are looking out to make sure it's, you know, just like everything makes sense when you know yeah. more about the animal yep. and where they came from. Yeah. Okay, I know we have to take a short break. What do you wanna talk about when we come back? Convenience companions, litter box issues, some behaviors that are just, that, that we hear about all the time. And overall and that's health, what I yeah. And that's what I absolutely want to talk about is what you guys, because you're the experts, so you're hearing it. You know, you guys have to understand, they do a podcast, a, a Facebook Live, a TikTok, and they've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people tuning in and asking questions. So we're going to find out what those questions are when we come back. If you're like us, your pets are part of the family. That's why at CBD Dog Health, we created a line of human-grade, full-spectrum hemp products tailored specifically to your furry friend's needs. Whether they're suffering from fear of fireworks, arthritis from old age, or even seizures and cancer, research shows that a high-quality CBD oil can make a big difference for them. Enter coupon code RADIO at cbddoghealth.com for 15% off your first order. That's R-A-D-I-O. CBD Dog Health. Healing naturally. And we're back with the two crazy cat ladies. And we're talking about what you hear from cat parents the most. What are their concerns? What what do you see cats suffering from the most? What can they do? Like, what are they going to be listening to the show and going, oh, I'm sure they've already done that. Oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. What do you see? I would say the number one issue that we get on a daily basis is cats going outside the box. So, you know, why is my cat, my cat's peeing on my couch, my cat's peeing right outside the box, my cat's peeing on my clothes or on the bed or on the floor or pooping, you know, outside the box. And it's like, what do I do to stop it? You know, I've tried spraying, I'm spraying them with a, with, with a water bottle. I tried telling them, no, I'm not sure what to do. My house stinks. What do I, what, how can I help that? So I hear you keep saying that, that they keep, they're spraying or they're smacking them with the newspaper or they're trying to scare them, which sounds like shit they do for dogs. And what you're telling me is that it's the opposite for cats. And that's not how they're taking it as, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. They're just taking it as, wow, okay, I can't trust you or don't like that. But they're not learning a lesson. And if the cat's not using the litter box, there's clearly an issue going on. Maybe the litter box with what's in it. 
Well, and there's so many things, and this goes back to like understanding everything from our cat's perspective, like trying to just trying to take some steps into understanding why my cat is doing this. They don't revenge pee. People think that, oh, they're mad at me. So they, you know, pee outside the box. That's not why they do that. Number one issue, if your cat suddenly starts going outside the box is it could be a UTI. It could be a urinary issue. It could be a, a any kind of health issue, a kidney issue. So that's our cat's way, our cat's sign of saying, and, and she walks behind us. Um, she had to make her appearance. Um, that's, that's often our cat's way of telling us that they don't feel well, that something's wrong. And so the number wow. one thing, if your cat suddenly starts going outside the box is let's get them to the vet. Let's get them checked up. Let's, let's, you know, let's measure their, even if like the, at the least, let's get their urine pH at home. Let's see what's going on. Ooh, so um, you can do that. Yeah. Urine pH trips. Awesome. I mean, yeah. And so it like tells you, oop, you got to do this or that. Got to give them something. It, well, it will tell you, you know, urine pH strips, like cats, uh, urine pH should be between 6 and 6.5. So if it's, you know, at 7.58, then we know that we're uh, verging on uh, struvite crystals because that's too alkaline for our cat's urine pH. So then we, you know, we definitely want to get in and check and see if there's an infection in the bladder or um, crystals or stones, which can be deadly if not treated wow. quickly. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, the first step is let's make sure that the health is okay. And then we can go to what is going on um, in the home. Then maybe could it be the litter box? There's a lot of tips that we have learned over our past like seven years only after, you know, 20 years, never knew this 20 years as cat parents never knew these things. Um, But we've learned a whole lot that's changed our home and uh, so many others by just understanding like the litter box is the litter box in the right place. Do you have enough litter boxes? And the the going rule is you should have at least one more litter box than you have cats. Cats actually they're very clean animals, so they prefer to pee and poop in separate boxes. And you want to make sure it's scooped, right? A lot of people, oh, even us back in the day, we had five cats and two boxes, and we scooped it once a week. I know. I know everybody's going to hate us, but literally we didn't know better, you know? So, and the other thing is like, that blows my mind is the choices in kitty litter. When I had cats, it was, I had a cat in college and right after college. And I don't know if I've told you about, I had the best cat in the world. I went to the Humane Society. I went to death row. I adopted the cat nobody wanted. His name was Wayne. Got him. He got fixed, brought him home. He sprayed my boyfriend which I think was a sign. I broke up with him soon after. And um, and he did not use the litter box. He went outside and would use the litter, uh, you pee, poop, or whatever, and then come back in. He All he did was visit. I lived in an apartment, visit all my neighbors. When I m- had to move, I moved in with my best friend who had a Rottweiler who hated cats. And I literally had a, people fighting over who was going to take Wayne. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The best, I'm sorry, he pooped outside he peed in the toilet Ah. someone trained this cat to pee in the toilet and then lost him so he was the coolest damn cat in the world i loved wayne Um, but i cannot believe the choices of kitty litter from natural to i mean everything you could possibly imagine what are you guys using what do you guys use well, this was another lesson that we learned the hard way. A lot of things we share are lessons that we learned the hard way, but we were using clay-based litter for a long time. Had a cat that had terrible breathing issues, uh, 
asthma and never even thought about the fact that, you know, when I would go to the litter, I'd pull my shirt up over my nose because it'd be dusty. I'm scooping, wow. sifting, right? And never, never thought, thought about it. what that's like for a cat who gets in there who must dig to make their little spot that, that, that they're ingesting it, they're inhaling it, they're absorbing it through their paw pads. Never once thought about it. So we now we currently use, we've used walnut, we've used other wood-based litters. We're currently using pine pellet litter, which our cats use. Number one thing you want a litter that your cats are going to use. Right. Um, and all of our cats use it. We can tell that our girls with their little dainty paws don't like it as much because they're larger pellets. They're, you know, there are some pellet litters out there like paper pellets that are real small. So that might be more comfortable, but, but um, it's super affordable and we have eight boxes. We've got eight boxes. So it's something that fits into our lifestyle right now. We're looking at other options currently. We'll share those as they come to light, but it's great because it's good odor control for the most part. It is, it's non-tracking, it tr- yeah. which is like it's natural, not bad for them. There's no dust. There's no dust. Uh, and, and we don't have to worry about our cats breathing it in, uh, absorbing it. And I or think the chemicals, really you know, yeah. you think about so there's so many, tonight, there's, the, yeah. And there's so many scented litters out there that is, you know, scented litter so now is we're not combining. For, nanoparticles of dust with toxic chemicals that go right into them and go right through the blood-brain barrier and attack their brain or cause disease. So these are things that are so important. And remember that if it's happening to your cat, that it's going to happen to you too. Your kids, your all those. It goes the same thing with these pesticides that we put on our animals and then think that they're not going to get all over our house and family and kids and everywhere. So every time you're making a more holistic, natural choice for your dog or cat or pet, you're also doing it for your whole entire family. And I don't think people understand that. That, you know, those little blue crystals, there's no, that color is not found in nature, that blue color. Uh, So... You gotta you gotta think about those things because um, it's just lofting through the air and everyone's breathing it. Well, well and, and your it lands cats on are, the ground. Yeah, and your cats are ingesting yeah. it, right? They they just like with CBD oil and cleaning, and it's all in there. Yeah, their paws are are very um uh, they absorb. they absorb immediately. So if wow. you you know if they're walking on chemical a chemical based litter, then those chemicals are directly absorbed into the bloodstream, and then they're licking themselves and cleaning themselves. And those little tiny bits of clay and bentonite that they make for the clumping agents, um, they ingest it, and over time. There's studies that show that it even con- uh, contributes to kidney disease in cats. So it's 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 very important when we think about what we're using in our home and you know what our cat when we're thinking about things from our cat's perspective. You know, I like that. What is one of the favorite products that you have um, that you guys sell that you're just like it was like like me with CBD, me discovering cannabis and being like, holy shit, why doesn't everyone not know about this? In the cat health, healthy, natural product world, what is that? What is that product? You know, our favorite, our favorite product and our um, biggest seller is called Catalyst. And it's a mixture, it's a plant-based product that's a mixture of digestive and antioxidant enzymes. Awesome. So it has, um, so it has the digestive enzymes and which help with, of course, we all know, you know, digestive health and immunity health and things like that. But it also has the, the antioxidant enzyme superoxide dismutase in it. And that's like... It's like it's called um, the age reverser. You know, it reduces inflammation in the body. It helps the skin and coat. It helps so many aspects. We have um, 
people come to us all the time with, oh my gosh, my cat, you know, stop vomiting. I got, I have no more hairballs. Um, my cat's pancreatitis is gone. My cat, you know, so many different things and we use it ourselves. We take it ourselves. Is that why you look so young? (laughs) Is that your secret? It's, it's so shops a catalyst. <laughs> we do, we do take I, I I love my it. water, but yeah, yeah, because I I don't feel like people understand that cats need supplementation and and help, and that most things are made for dogs, and sometimes they just stick a cat on it. Um, so this is made. This is something that's specifically for them that they can take every day, like as a daily yeah. supplement. Yep, our cats get it in every meal. Wonderful. What is uh, the biggest mistake you see cat parents make that they don't even know that they're making? I guess I shouldn't say biggest mistake. I would say the biggest mistake is feeding them kibble. Besides feeding them kibble, what do you think is the biggest mistake? You know, I'll say because it's Dental Health Month, I will say that um, the dental care is one of the biggest mistakes that we've made. How the heck do you take care of cats' teeth? Right. Well, but, well, I was going to say, let's put this under the canopy of avoiding vet visits in general. I yeah. think that's one Amen. of the biggest mistakes cat parents make because it's difficult, it's stressful, but it is the best, most proactive thing we can do to find a good veterinarian we have a good relationship with, that we build a health history while our cats are healthy as they age. We awesome. can better understand and be proactive about things. When it comes to dental health specifically, I was going to mention earlier, it's no wonder because especially a lot of people don't want to get their cat's mouths, but the age of three more than 70% of our cats have some sort of dental disease, three years old. So, and that, that increases exponentially to 90 plus percent as they age. So um, there are things that we can do, obviously cut out the kibble. That's one of the biggest myths out there. That it scrapes their teeth or whatever. Right. They say because it's crunchy, it helps knock off the charter. Well, if, if that's the case, then why do 90 plus percent of our cats have dental disease? If right. kibble's so good for that. So I think with our youngest ones, we have, because we're, learning as we go with our youngest ones, we really have tried to make them more comfortable with us getting in their mouth. We do not, we're not vigilant about brushing their teeth on a regular three times per week basis, but we're in there and we're seeing like what's What's going on on? and they're comfortable with us being in their mouths. Those dental exams annually are one of the best things we can do because dental issues can bleed into far more serious health issues as well. Yeah. Especially pertaining to the heart. So do you brush their teeth like a, like you do with a dog's teeth? Or you can. So some, so if you start your, if you start them as kittens um, and you start getting them used to that, we can, we can go, we went from our finger. We haven't upgraded from our fingers because it works. Right. And we feed them a species appropriate raw diet and they, they chew on meat chunks and they chew on bones. What do you mean they chew on bones? Like dogs? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. I, the the diet that we feed them has it because it's a raw diet. It has uh, bones in it, and um, and then we can also raw give our bones. cats raw. Yes, we can yeah. give our cats raw meaty bones, chicken necks, chicken wings, things like that, to let them chew on it. There's many uh, companies out there, or a few companies out there that make some really awesome bones for cats, like a full on quail that you can give your cat to uh, to chew on that that awesome. does help their teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And they can eat everything because they would, they would have in the, in nature, feathers. Yes. Oh yeah. Of bones, all yeah. the good yeah. stuff. I know people are so scared of bones. It freaks me out. I don't, I'm like, no, yeah, just don't cut. I know. But then they let their cats, cats go outside. outside to eat the birds and, and kill the mice and, 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 and,
Because they don't know that's what they're doing out there. Right. Well, that's a big fear too. I know we, we just got a couple of questions about that. I'll say quickly that, you know, it's like, it's, it's too scary to give my cat raw, raw meat, but you don't freak out when you see them eating a bird outside. That is the, the, the pH of their stomachs were made to process raw meat and they'll even bury that poor little birdie friend and go back and finish it later. Like, can you mm-hmm. imagine like, I know, or a lizard, which yeah, I mean, completely different than anything they'd get in a bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That that's um, incredible. Well, I want everyone to know, I know you have so many ways that people can follow you, but the two crazy cat ladies.com for sure is where you can all find it. But you guys have a podcast. Tell them all the places where they can tune in and ask questions or follow. Of course, shop all your wonderful natural products for cats. Tell us all about it because I want to make sure I don't miss anything because I know we can have we have a podcast because I just was on your podcast. Yes. What else? So our podcast is called Back in the Closet, and it's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those podcast platforms. Um, Also, you can find it on YouTube and Facebook, and you can find us on YouTube and Facebook, uh, Two Crazy Cat Ladies. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok. I think that's it. Isn't that it? Mainly. Mainly. We're other places, but not so... Not so much. Yeah. But you can email us, call us, DM us, uh, text us. We've got all the all the avenues. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think it was a great conversation. I hope we learned some stuff about our kitty cats. And thank you so much for being such wonderful natural advocates for them. It's nice to have a source that I can always turn to. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming thank on. Thank you for doing all you do. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends. And if you want your questions answered live, make sure to call in to 252-377-4555. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and at AngelaArtolino.com. And remember, you can always sign up for a full holistic consultation at CBDDogHealth.com slash consultations. Introducing MycoDog, an award-winning line of medicinal mushroom extracts combined with adaptogens like ashwagandha, astragalus root, and bacopa monieri, made specifically for your pets. When it comes to mushrooms, sourcing really matters. Unlike other products on the market that are grown in China or elsewhere, the mushrooms in MycoDog tinctures are grown here in the United States to the highest quality standards. MycoDog offers three formulas designed to support senior dogs, as well as those suffering from dementia and canine cognitive disorder, breathing and respiratory issues, or autoimmune diseases and cancer. Use coupon code YNDPODCAST at mycodog.com for 10% off these fantastic fungi.